This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, myself, Andy, and Charlie. And one thing I was going to talk about the last couple hours, we just didn't get around to it, Andy, is this whole balloon debacle, because in my opinion, it is a huge debacle. I talked a little bit about it on Drive Radio, because that's when it was all kind of happening as to when it got shot down and all of that on Saturday. And then talked about it briefly yesterday, and then I figured we'd talk a little bit more about it today just because it is really big news. And the more we hear about what's happened even prior to this particular balloon, there's now uh, stories coming out where folks inside of the Trump administration, high-ranking officials, Mattis, for example, Milley, some others, knew that for a, a brief time— as far as the actual balloons themselves going over the, you know, going over portions of the U.S., this is not the first time that's happened. But those particular balloons and the information around them was kept from President Trump because they felt like if he knew that had happened, he would blow up, go ballistic, be upset. Now, keep in mind, I don't now, think— Now, are they, is that their final statement? Because they've been waffling a lot. That's been— all the things I've read, okay. yes, just, that's been their check. final statement, that they all were right. worried what he would do if he knew what the Chinese had done. Now, first of all, it's treasonous to not report right. to the president He's your boss. those things that have happened. So, number one, that's a problem. Number two, it's not up to you to make a decision on what the president's going to do once they find out this information. Nope. Three, there's lots of checks and balances in place as to what we can do as a country to retaliate against the Chinese in the, in the, you know, in the next place. So, so bottom line, that is a lame, lame, lame excuse in oh, my absolutely. opinion. Oh, absolutely. That's crazy. you could ever come up with. It's not just lame. It's crazy. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. You, you can't do that. You can't just say, you know. And by the way, you know, uh, for all these people, these wacko leftists who keep saying Trump would have done this, Trump would have done that. They don't know that. Uh, well, we do know that Trump was in office four years. Who did we attack? Nobody. He was what the opposite did we do? of that. He was the opposite of this. Meanwhile, now we're embroiled in a war in Ukraine. We yep. are supplying we one are, side with heavy it. artillery That's and right. funding. We're funding it. Okay. You can say all you want. We're not involved. Against. We're, fun- we're writing the checks, folks. Yeah, again. It's sort of like, Andy, as far as Ukraine goes, it's sort of oh like gosh. saying, hmm, I'm not involved in CU sports, but I'm its biggest booster. Right? Right. That, would that be a way of kind of, you know, it, 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 no, I'm not on the field playing, but am I involved in CU sports if I'm the largest booster? Yes. Of course I am. Obviously. I am funding what's going on on that field in a very large way. Maybe yes. not all of it, but I'm funding a lot of what's going on on that field, even though I'm not playing the sport. John, all, all, all Trump did was take out a couple terrorists. Okay? Rightfully so. Well, absolutely rightfully so. But he didn't, he didn't, you know, let's face it, he didn't stockpile a war against one of our major no. international foes. Did not. Did not. All right. Oh, again, I wanted to talk about that a little bit earlier. Didn't get okay. a chance to until just now. We've got our next guest lined up. So, uh, and make sure that I say the last name right. Is it Joshua? Is it Eason? Eason? How do I say that, Joshua? Yeah, like Eisen. Think Eisenhower, Perfect. but no Howard. Perfect. That works. All right. Uh, you are managing partner at Morningside Evaluations and Spantran. You work with large-scale businesses, Fortune 500 companies, and so on. Bot- bottom line, and you, this is kind of the title of our topic today, Wall Street Journal, don't blame COVID for the worker shortage, which, by the way, Joshua, I, I would agree with that statement. It's not all COVID's fault. 
no, it's completely not COVID's fault at all. There are other countries that went through COVID and uh, they don't have a worker shortage. Right? They might actually have some unemployment um, higher than we do. But, yeah, the worker shortage here is a lack of a strategy on two fronts. There's the labor front and there's the immigration front. On the labor front, we are not funding training programs and schools right. that will yield the kind of professionals that we need. We're lending money to anybody and everyone who will ask for it to go study anything they want. So we have a bunch of 18-year-old kids deciding how to spend $250,000 of government-subsidized loans, uh, and they're yep. not going to choose to take uh, engineering 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, and biochem and, and the courses that really sharpen your mind and create great a great workforce like other countries do, where people are incentivized to study those things. And then on the immigration front, we are extraordinarily reactive. We, we react to the people who come here for whatever reasons, and they bog down our systems instead of taking the proactive approach and saying, who are the people yep. that we want? Thank you. And making sure that we go out and get those people. Yep. And have Speaking my language. Immigrants will come in here who are contributing from day one. And then, yep. of course, there has to be political asylum and economic asylum. This is a country of compassion, but we're unable, and this is a totally separate issue, but we're also a nation that is unable to make laws. Think about the idea. Just consider a constitutional amendment. We can barely pass budgets. So the idea of passing a comprehensive immigration law that would address the labor issue, would address the true realities of what's going on today, as opposed to 1980 and 85, when the last law was conceived and then only passed in 86, we have a lot of work to do, um, but in terms of your primary question, it's just a lack of yep. forethought and a lack of plan. Now, the other thing that happened, too, and by the way, everything you just said, I cannot disagree with more. I talk all the time. Andy and I both do. When it comes to immigration, we need a, a point system, you know, a, a value system whereby somebody coming has to bring certain things to the table, and they get a point for each thing that they bring, and there's all sorts of ways we could divvy that up. But to your point, Joshua, yeah, is that ever going to happen? I, probably not in my lifetime or anybody else's for that matter. It's just, to your point, it's just it's not going to happen. The other thing, though, that we talk about a lot, and we even talked about this through COVID, and, and, I, and I'm an employer, so I, I outside of what I do here, I still have a company that I run, and we have we have you know uh, a few employees and so on. And, and what I will tell you is my take on what happened during COVID is, you know, families in general became a lot wiser to what was going on around them. They became wiser when it came to their kids' education. A lot of kids now are homeschooled. There's been a huge movement along those lines. They've yanked them out of public school. Here in Colorado, we've got public schools, literally, Joshua, that we are shutting down because there's not enough attendance because of what I'm talking about. In turn, I think a lot of these families looked at, okay, we're a two-income family. We've got the kids going all these different directions. We're spending money on an extra car and fuel and insurance and all the things that are revolving around that. Bottom line is we could change the whole method of how we're doing this keep the kids home mom or dad either one whoever decides doesn't need to work anymore we can handle what we're doing at home in a better fashion and the bottom line they figured out was wait a minute we can do all of this and be where we were at before but have a better lifestyle when it's all said and done so why don't we in fact joshua they did so they're not going back to work they don't have to yeah that is certainly a factor in all this but that's um that's one that's only um a part of the story because I think most people are pretty consumer driven. They are interested in buying things and not agree. With agree, their but you know, but in, in, in each one of these, point, there's a there's a portion of that's contributing to this lack of labor force. Yeah, that is definitely a, a part of it. But I really think it's more about a strategic plan. Here oh, I agree. About, yeah, no, no, I won't, uh, won't deny uh, that. One small part of it where we would just make a decision: we're going to fund instead of reactively funding people who, oh my, we are now concerned that this group of people might be in trouble, so let's react to it and fund it. Let's first say, before we fund anything, let's go fund the people who are going to study those classes and acquire those skills that we need, so that for the next yep. 30, 40 years, we are organizing the nation, yep. just like the Germans do and the Dutch and the English. They create technical schools and universities in alignment with the needs of their labor market. Yep. And then they go out and actively recruit people who have the skills in Australia or in countries like Australia go to countries like India or Sri Lanka or Nigeria or Kenya, wherever they have English-speaking educational systems, and they're recruiting 
and enticing the best engineers and the best doctors from those countries to go to their countries. We're doing the opposite. We're making it difficult for those people to come here while the whole conversation centers around the southern border, which is a great conversation to have. But again, that's a reactive conversation. What's in the interest of the United States, of the people of the United States, to talk about what we need, not to talk about what problems kind of come our way? No, and, and by the way, can't, I can't disagree with that. And I'm somebody that you I mean you don't know this, but I was grew up in the trades, had two automotive shops for years. I still own another business that really is trade oriented, and so that's my background, my my life, and what I've done. And you're you're exactly right. We 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 have actually, and, and this started even when I was a, a kid, Joshua. I'm 58 years old, and even when I was a kid, uh, you know, parents started to look down. And I blame a lot of this on our system. To your point, we didn't have a plan, and the plan we had stunk because when I was a kid, even back then, people looked down on the trades. They didn't want their kid in the trade. They wanted them doing some other kind of a white-collar job, which, by the way, I hate that term, but they wanted them doing some sort of a white-collar job, not getting their hands dirty and so on. And in turn, we're reaping that today, Joshua, because for years and years, again, since I was a kid, we've done just that, and we do not have enough tradesmen today, as you know. Yeah, we definitely don't have tradesmen. Again, that's about how we're funding education. If somebody could go to DeVry or go to some of those for-profit schools and get loans in the same way as they can if they go to Columbia or Harvard to study, God knows what some graduate students are teaching, getting paid $3,000 while the school collects 7000 per student. Think about like how yep. profitable that is. Yep. You should get that business. So and and it's all under the guise of a non for profit. So they're not even paying taxes. I mean, they're they're gangsters of the highest order. Many of these uh, private, you know, many of these universities and colleges that are private yep. but are non for profits, the Ivy Leagues and yep. those kinds of places. And the schools that really need the funding, the ones that teach real meaningful skills, are often very questioned because the guys who run them are in business to make money because. They are teaching skills that then have to be marketable in the real business world. Yep. So they're being judged by the results of the people who are completing their certification programs. And again, it's just our priorities are totally not where they need to be. They've evolved kind of like a hedge, you know, of a person who's moved out two years ago and nobody's ever trimmed them. We've got to trim our hedges. Yep, agreed. Really Joshua Eisen, again, it's oh, E-I-S-E-N. Joshua, what's the best way for folks to find you? Um, they could uh, go to Stantran.com. It's uh, one of our primary companies. And uh, they can learn a little bit about the uh, verification work we do. And it's uh, interesting stuff. Nice. I will put that in my notes. We'll get it up on the website a little later tonight. Thank you for joining us, by the way. I appreciate it very much. Anything new that comes up you want to oh, talk yeah. about, let me know. I appreciate that. Thank Th- you thanks, Joshua. Appreciate it very much. And. Let's take a break. I know we're behind, but we have a little, little bit of delay getting him on in the first place. Flesh and Beck is up next. Kevin Flesh is uh, your legal eagle. He is mine, by the way. He does all the stuff that I need done on anything legal. So if you've got something you need help with, give Kevin a call. Flesh and Beck. It's F L E S C H, fleshlawfirm.com. His direct line, 303 806 8886. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people hear evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one that's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals, whom you don't know and weren't witnesses, to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Absolute electrical heating and air. Give them a call. Anything you need when it comes to HVAC or your electrical system, they're the guys to call. And it's again, it's a joy to work with them. 720-526-0231. Absolute technicians listen first. 1,300 Google reviews at 4.9 stars. 
is proof that you can trust. I'm Isaac. I'm the service manager here at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. At Absolute, we pride ourselves on advising as opposed to telling. We don't do any repairs without talking to the customer first. So we always want clients to know what's going on, understand what we're saying, and make an educated decision for what they would like to do in their home to their HVAC equipment. We always like to set the table for what the client can expect while we are in their home. So that makes the homeowner comfortable with who's in their home, and it also helps us to communicate what we're recommending and why we're recommending it. We pride ourselves on high-level communication. Make sure you are heard. Work with professionals that listen. Schedule with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, can you save money on your energy bill? Find out if Alan Davis can do that for you. He'll explain how everything works all the way down to every detail. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill, and you feel months' worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase? Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com slash sun. Putting reason into your afternoon drive, this is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Appreciate you all joining us. I, I know I say that a lot, but we really do. We appreciate the fact that you all join us and uh, tune in and, and uh, just listen and, and be a part of what we're doing, all the text messages and so on. I appreciate that as well. All right, so there was questions we, we were talking before we had our last guest about the balloon situation with you know China and just what happened there and so on. And there was all sorts of questions that have come up since about the other balloons, up to three of them, uh, had happened prior to this one, uh, and you know President Trump, who I, I believe him. In fact, the folks around him said, "No, we didn't know anything about those. This is news to us. Please explain." Now, there was a interview with our illustrious press secretary, and I use that term tongue in cheek yes. because yes. she is not illustrious. She's my my wife asked me today. She's like, "How did she get to be?" press secretary because she just doesn't seem to be very smart. This is my wife talking, not me. Okay. I said, she checked all the boxes. Yeah. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, she checked all the boxes. She's bisexual, black. She checks all the boxes. Yeah, and you know, for right? people... Right, and for people who say that you or I are being bigoted by, you know, writing off her, you know, her quali- her other qualities by mentioning those things... What other things, qualities? Uh, excuse me, folks... Those were the things that were touted by this administration and right. putting her in the place. We're talking about a president who specifically said he would get a woman of color as his, as his running mate. Correct. And Correct. immediately wrote, wrote off everybody else. And, 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 sorry. All men, all men, and all white women. He wrote off all of them. So, you know, so, and, and we're, we're responding directly to what they do. And I'll go on record as saying this and ended up with a VP and a press secretary, both that are dumb as rocks. Right. Sorry, folks. They are. They are dumb as rocks. Which blows my mind, by the way. There are plenty of brilliant women of color yes. and brilliant lesbian women and whatever. I, I don't know how. I don't either. But I got something to play. OK, go ahead. So I'll just play this clip. It's not very long, but let me just play this. Here we go. Maybe. Well, hang on here. Uh, Charlie, are we on? Uh, Let me try this again, then make sure that we're on. How is it possible that this administration discovered um, at least three previous balloons that flew over the U.S. under the previous administration, but Trump officials didn't know it was happening? Okay, key there, because 
this is sort of an accusation statement that right. how could it be that you guys found three balloons that had you know passed over the continental U.S. prior in the last administration, but they claim they know nothing about it. This is an act. This is not a friendly. You know, this is this a, is not a friendly interaction. This is a Trump's a buffoon. And I, we want you guys to shine. Okay, so that's how yeah. this that's how this is oh, set oh, up. Oh, I see. They're setting it up as an accusation against Trump. That's how I. That's how I. Well, I'll play that again and double check to make sure I'm right. Here we go. How is it possible that this administration discovered um, at least three previous balloons that flew over the U.S.? Okay, am I right in what I just said there? I think it could go either way because it's also saying you know you guys have provided. But I'm no- listening to the tonality of this. Okay, the tonality. When I to the tonality, it's like, how is it that you guys can discover these and the last ones didn't? That's how I. That's how I hear it. Maybe I'm being too critical. No, no, but that's that, how you're I hear hearing it. that correctly. I'm just saying, but how could they even discover it? Well, here we go. Okay, go under ahead. the previous administration, but Trump officials didn't know it was happening. Okay. Yeah. So look, I think that, uh, and we have talked about this before about how. Um, uh, uh, the, okay, I gotta stop. We've talked about this before. How spit it out? Okay. We, and first of all, I, I, uh, and second of no, we haven't no, talked we about haven't. this topic. Thank you. Are you kidding? Thank That's why you. I'm asking That's you. That's why I'm asking this. When it um, when the PRC government surveillance balloons trans uh, trans, trans transited uh, the continental U.S. briefly at least three times, as you just mentioned during the president's uh, prior administration, and once that we know of the beginning of this administration's, uh, but never for this duration of time, as we know, uh, this information was discovered prior to the admin- administration uh, left. Uh, but uh, the intelligence community, as I said, is prepared to give uh, give uh, briefings to key officials. Uh, but this is something. This is something. Sorry, post. But this is something that we we they did not. They were not aware of. As as we just just stop. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't take I'm the sorry. dumb. Yeah. Can, can can there be anybody dumber answering that question? This is like the happy. You know. This is or the, this is the Billy Madison. Yes. You, you know. Uh, She's debate. incompetent. It, it's awful, Andy. This is, is our pain. United States of America. U.S. press secretary answering a question that should have been a very easy, I don't know, 30-word answer. Yeah. Can't do it. She cannot do it. Period. It's, it's, re- it's embarrassing as a country to have that, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say. It's embarrassing. My gosh, she's all over the map. It's awful. Absolutely awful. And to her credit, she never blamed Trump for not knowing. In fact, she said that they just, no, they didn't know. Intelligence, basically, the intelligence community left them out is what she should have said. You know, the answer should have been this. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked. For some odd reason, the last administration and the intelligence community at that time evidently didn't trust them enough to share that information with them because, no, they did not know. Right. But you know what? As soon as we came into office, they let us know what's wrong with that picture. Yeah, because that's saying that the intelligence people favor you yep. and don't like them. Yeah, that's what she should have said. That should have the been the intelligence her community played favorites. Yep, that's what I would have said. And by the way, there's one other thing lacking, and then we'll go to break. I would have asked her, uh, "Can you please provide evidence oh, yeah. of these three balloons?" Good one, good one, Andy. Yeah. I mean, you say good they one. happen, but you can say things happen. Can you please provide evidence? Good one, Andy. The, today, you've provided not a shred. Last but not least, before we go to break, why? Why are we allowing this? That's yes. my question. Yeah. Why are we allowing this? We have the technology and the ability to not allow this. Why are we? We could have stopped it at sea. And by the way, if we don't have the technology, let's quit worrying about what gender you are and what we're doing along those lines and all the money we're spending there and figure this out. Portable interest mortgages next, folks. Any questions you've got when it comes to a mortgage, whether it be the one you have now or you're looking at doing something different or you're a first-time home buyer, Kurt Rogers is your guy. He's been my broker now for a long time. Anything you need, call him, uh, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over 748 a month less the first year, 511 the second, 
262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. High five plumbing, folks. Write that number down. Keep it handy. It's 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing Now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency, increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High 5 is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High Five Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only. All right, for all of your remodel needs, it is Premier Home Remodels, 720-619-8773. You can find them at klzradio.com as well. Licensed, insured, and a one-year workmanship warranty. Again, Premier Home Remodels. Brian Prendergast, owner of Premier Home Remodel, says that he works with integrity because there's no other way to go. When you choose Premier Home Remodels for your bathroom, basement, or kitchen remodel, you get transparent prices, communication, and progress updates every step of the way. Before Premier, Brian worked for another remodel company that overcharged for labor, marked materials up to 30% above market value, and frequently ignored building code. That's why Premier Home Remodels will never sacrifice what they believe is right just to make a profit. No markups, no unexplained fees, and no cutting corners. Everyone stepping foot in your home is fully insured and has 25 to 30 years of experience in their trade. Premier proves their integrity with a full inspection on the work and a warranty on labor of up to one year after completion. Call Premier Home Remodels now at 888-679-0288. That's 888-679-0288. Get your custom remodel done with integrity. All right, Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart, who was out of my place today, by the way, spoke with him briefly, and I will tell you really quick testimonial. I've had three different roofers prior to Dave come out and look at a particular area of my home where I've had a constant leak, not on the inside, but an eave area that has leaked, and I had Dave out, and you know what? Fixed, handled, done, and it really wasn't that big of a chore for Dave. Why the other guys couldn't see and do the same thing Dave did, I have no idea. But it shows you what Dave does and how he can handle things and help you out as well. 303-710-6916 or find Dave at RushToReason.com. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. Why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. 
Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, and former Representative Dave Williams here in the state of Colorado joining us to give us the other side of what happened down in El Paso County. We heard from somebody from Eli Bremer, actually, I don't know, a few weeks ago, Andy and I talked to him. And I'll be honest, Dave, real quick, I I have no dog in the fight here. I just listen to what you guys all have to say because I don't live down there, and I have no personal, you know, firsthand experience of what's going on. So explain the other side of the story, if you would. Sure, you bet. And thanks for having me on. Sure, you bet. Everything's going well with you. You're very welcome, Dave. Um, yeah, I, well, you know, it's sort of a complicated mess down there, down here. I don't think anyone will dispute, you know, that we have our fair share of uh, troubles right now. And it really stems from um, who controls the party. Okay. You know, Eli, you know, he, he put forward certainly his, you know, his version of what's going down here. But I think, you know, what I wanted to go ahead and communicate to you and your listeners is that uh, it certainly misses context. Um, really, the, the problems that you're seeing are the result of a group of folks who have traditionally, you know, held party control in El Paso County for the past, you know, three decades. These guys lost control, you know, in two successive, you know, party elections to Vicki Tonkins, and they've been creating chaos and disunity and running to the press uh, trying to create all sorts of uh, bad media, you know, for the party in an attempt to ultimately uh, remove Vicki Tonkins, uh, the chair of El Paso, from her position. Well, Dave, re- what, really quick know, what, here, if I may, and, and congratulations to her for winning back-to-back elections to that position. I know that's very difficult. I was a vice chair in Arapahoe. Trust me, it's not easy. Sure. But just be- because we don't know, we are really up here and totally separate from your neck of the woods. Let me just ask a couple quick questions. Did she withhold support from several GOP candidates uh, right toward the end at, in the 2022 yeah, election? That won the primary that were the candidate. Right. What happened there, Dave? Well, from what I understand, she uh, put considerable amount of money into a get-out-the-vote effort for all Republican uh candidates and efforts generally in in El Paso County. Generally. She did give she did give uh some campaign contributions to some candidates. I don't have the uh information off the top of my head right now on who those were, but that's that's in Tracer. That's publicly available. Anyone can look that up. Okay. And um she probably I I think to be fair, she probably wasn't enthusiastic about some of the nominees, but that doesn't mean that she opposed them or told any voter not to, you know, cast their ballot for Republicans. And that's, you know, certainly something that she would dispute. And I think, you know, the publicly available information would reflect. Yeah. And again, that to me, the only issue that I have on any of this that I have heard, read and so on. And again, I, I'm looking for, you know, people to come on and if they want to dispute that and even even give other facts, you know, into in, your point, if Trace Tracer will show uh, what you're saying is to, is true, and I'm not denying that, Dave. I've I've known you for a long time. You've always been a great friend of ours, so I'm not denying that. But I think, to me personally, that would be one of the things that if I was her, I would be promoting and putting out and even giving links to the actual website that shows, no, I didn't pull any support for any candidate. Here's the candidates we actually did support as a party in El Paso. Here's the things that we did do and dispel some of those rumors that are out running around. No offense, Dave, I've not seen that yet, and she should be putting that out. Yeah, and I think that's a fair, you know, criticism, you know, but the sort of the retort to that would be she's kind of fighting on all sorts of fronts. Right I don't now care. Against the, I, and I'll, I'm going to be the first to tell you, as a business owner and somebody that does all of this on a daily basis, I don't care. Not an excuse. You've got to confront the battles that are the most important that are in front of you that are eating your lunch. And the fact that there's folks out there claiming she did not support candidates after they had won the primary is a major deal to everyone, including me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think she's doing her best, but more can be done for sure. Did she 
tell those seven candidates to cease and desist and, you know, in claiming to be Republicans, to call themselves Republicans and demand they issue a public apology? No. So let me break that situation down. Yeah, perfect. So there, there were a group of Republicans who got together and they formed more or less a business, and they called it Peak Republican. Right. And yeah, but they say, but they say they did that because um, she had pulled. There support. was no support. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and she would, and she would dispute that. But really, the bone of contention here was that for a considerable amount of time, so specifically toward the end of the election cycle, um, this group was purporting to be the actual Republican Party headquarters and misrepresenting themselves as the actual apparatus and organization that you would know as the El Paso County Republican Party. And so there was a movement of folks who pushed Vicky to have a special meeting on whether how to address the issue. Now, I think there's a fair criticism is, could that meeting have happened after the election? Perhaps. Yeah. But, but nevertheless, it happened, and you had a majority of the Central Committee show up and say, this is a problem, state party, you need to fix it. And yes, they did. They didn't censure candidates per se. They censured a group of folks who were misrepresenting themselves as the county party. Um, and it, it was four days prior to the election, but we're not the ones, the county weren't the ones that went to the press. It was, of course, the people that were aggrieved and said, hey, press, look at this. You know, they censured because they were candidates, and that's not true. They censured them because they were misrepresenting themselves as the party and violating state law in the process. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, I don't, once again, I'm not there. And if they, if you feel that they were misrepresenting wh- what their group actually represented and stood for, I, I get that. Um, here's a question, because you said she was not fully enthusiastic about some candidates as well as others. Which, by the way, right there, that's a red flag for me. You need to be 100% enthusiastic for all of the GOP candidates at the time of the election, period, end of story, done. Um, But did she hold open houses for for some of their competitors during the primaries? That's been alleged. Um, no, she didn't, not to my knowledge, she didn't hold open houses for anything. There were instances where candidates... She did no endorsements, uh, no, no preference, nothing. No, no, not at all. But, you know, when Republican groups ask her to come speak and candidates, their preferred candidates they've been invited to also come speak, that shouldn't be a problem. And I think that's essentially what the other side is trying to make allegations regarding... With that, miss, without okay. missing the con, with missing the context. All right. One last question: Did she provide precinct leader lists to the seven candidates, which she has to do because it's been alleged she did not, which would be a serious violation. Did she provide these lists to them? She claims that she gave them. She gave any candidate who signed the non-disclosure agreement that Eli Bremer created during his term and has been in policy ever since his term, that any candidate who signed that non-disclosure agreement received all the information regarding uh, delegates and, and any other you know, pertinent information to okay. voters in their district. Okay. Uh, what I would encourage you, know, you and her both to do would be to provide documentation yeah. along the lines of the questions we've even had today to really clear up all of what's out there and and you know whether it gets sent to me or others i really doesn't matter to me dave again i don't have a dog in this fight one way or the other uh, bottom line again i want the truth and i want to be supporting those that that have the truth and are doing it correctly and again i i don't really i'm not denying anything that you're saying or anything that you're saying she said but i will say this right now a lot love you and i've always supported you but you telling me that she said she did something, no offense, that ain't good enough. I, I want proof. Sure, and that's fair, but I also think it's we have to keep in mind you can't prove a negative, right, just because an accusation has been thrown out there. Well, but, I mean, some of what you're telling me, if, if she, in fact, had them sign something that Eli Bremer did and then she gave support and she gave the list out that uh, Andy's you can talking prove, about, you, so can, you can she, prove all that. She can prove she, she sent them the list. Correct. And the, for, uh, sure. Yeah. for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She can there's that 
is fu- that's fully documented along with the uh, NDAs that were signed for by um, by Canada. All know I'm saying is, and I'm not her advisor by any stretch of imagination, but if I were. I would be telling her point blank, these are your high-priority items you need to be fighting right now, which, by the way, these are. These are low-priority over here. You need to get this handled over here first before you do anything else. That's what I would be advising her of. Fight fight the fires that are the biggest first. Yeah, and I, I think that's you know what she's trying to do. Obviously, I think you guys may have seen things in the press right now. The party is locked in a lawsuit right now with itself uh, from the sure. state to our county and we're you know they're working rather on sure you know trying to get all those filings Understand. going before our meeting on the 11th Makes and sense. it's a sad state because we shouldn't should be shouldn't in be fighting doing this way this at, at yes but that's, well a that's lot of what i'm hearing here oh i'm sorry dave i thought you were done i apologize for that no, no, I am. I am. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. Ask a lot me. of what I'm hearing here is he said, he said, and, you know, it's going back and forth, and I'm hearing different claims from both. Um, the one thing that really does concern me, though, is where you said she was not as enthusiastic with supporting. That is not an option. Let me give you a quick example. Christy Burton Brown was 1 million percent enthusiastic about. Um, our Senate candidate, Joe O'Day. Joe O'Day, when her views and his could not be further apart because she set all that apart, all that aside, and did her job in supporting our candidates across the board, whether they were like her or not. So that's the one thing where I do have some concerns. The rest of it, I would just have to see evidence right. because they're saying, no, she did not provide these lists. And if she did not, wow. I mean, would you agree if she did not provide precinct leader list if she did you know actually host you know um uh you know get togethers for rival candidates during the primary if she did these things would you agree that those would have been bad things to do if that happened sure okay sure if uh, if any any chair who violates neutrality or right. yeah. you know publicly opposes anyone for sure i think that that comes with the job you have to you have to support republicans i don't think any Okay. reasonable person anyway would dispute that from there it. it's just up to the evidence Got well it. thank you so much dave yeah no appreciate it very much dave and thanks for reaching out and anything else you have that comes up please let me know you bet thanks for having you me, bet John. dave you appreciate it very much no i appreciate it so we'll, we'll just combine breaks here get, get, give a chance for joe to join us joe what's going on in jersey today well john it's actually uh, one thing going on in new york another going on in minnesota but they both concern why it's important when you get your ballot, you know, at the end of the ballot, you get these things for judges and county, you know, district right. attorney, counter prosecutor. Let me tell you, I want to give you two stories why that's important. <clears throat> Over the weekend, there was a New York City cop off duty. Uh, he saw this used car for sale in Facebook Marketplace. And typically in Facebook Marketplace, people say, well, it's cash only, you know, no, no right. personal checks, no right. money orders. And a smart person does it in the police department parking lot. Well, this guy made the mistake of going to a uh, supermarket shopping center in the dark, and the guy there was there. It was a it was a scam. He was there, and he pulled out a gun and said, "You know, give me the twelve thousand dollars you brought to buy this car." Not knowing the guy was an off-duty cop, they had a shootout. Off-duty cops uh, in the hospital, bullet in his head, may not live. Um, but here's the thing: the the guy who shot him, thirty-eight years old. You want to guess how many prior felonies? I don't want to guess because I'm guessing a lot. Twenty-two. Yeah. 22, and he's walking around yeah. free Ridiculous. with a gun in his pocket. Yep, ridiculous. Now, you know, and this is what you get with, you know, uh, some of those 22 were bargained down to misdemeanors. Others, they were they were left as felonies, but they were plea bargained down to six months or time served. Right. And this is what you get when you elect um, liberal prosecutors and liberal judges. Now, I want to go to the more serious one. I don't know if you read it, but I sent you an email on this. This one's awful. Of yeah, I read it. Uh, uh, Rochester, Minnesota. Um, uh, a guy was a janitor in a, in, a, in a kindergarten through sixth grade school. He repeatedly raped a nine-year-old girl and a four-year-old girl. They had him dead to rights. I should be DNA castrated ed- or dead, in my opinion. Yep. DNA One of the two. evidence. DNA evidence. And now that was four years ago. So the, thir- the nine-year-old is now thirteen, and the four-year-old is now eight. And I realize you don't want to put young girls through the trauma of having to testify in court, but the prosecution offered. And the judge, and by the way, before I tell you what they offered, if you were the judge, what is the minimum plea deal you would consider accepting for this guy? What's the minimum plea deal? Considering he could be facing life. Uh, The minimum? 
40 plus years would be my minimum. Andy, what would be your minimum? Oh, I'd probably go closer to 20, 25. I want guys like this to never come out of jail. I mean, jail look, I want, I want him dead. But, yeah, me too. You know, but okay, you're talking okay. the minimum, so go ahead. Right. Now, now, before I tell you what he actually got, keep in mind, judges are under no obligation to accept the plea deal. They can Correct. reject them. Correct. The prosecution offered and the judge accepted a plea deal, not even a guilty plea, a six-month, a, a sentence of six months and a plea of no low contendery, which is Latin for no contest. And because he didn't plead guilty, when he gets out in six months, he could be less with good behavior. He won't even have to register as a sex offender because he hasn't pleaded guilty to a sex crime. Ridiculous. Six months or less, not a guilty plea on his record, not registered as a sex offender. These, both of these people are elected officials. The prosecutor yep. and the yep. judge are Horrible. both elected officials. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should. And they'll answer for that someday. That's ridiculous. You, you can only hope, but too many people... You know, I didn't, I didn't know these judges, but in Colorado, there's this place you can go when you can look up judge records yep. and recommendations. Right. I always took the extra step of researching the judges and who they were and, you know, affiliations. And I, there were some judges I said, no, we're not gonna, I'm not going to vote to, to – but it just seems automatic that once you get appointed – by the way, the judge in this case was initially appointed to fill a vacancy by the Democratic governor of the state. And, of course, Jeez. once you're in, it's, it's almost yep. an automatic – Once you're in, you're in. Get, yep. Once you're in, you're in. Yep. But, folks, if, it's if, important. You want to see criminal, if you want to see criminals walking the street, just keep voting for the same prosecutors That's right. and the same judges. That's right. Joe, i got to run. Appreciate it very much. All right. All right. Real quick, we'll come back uh, in a moment. Golden Eagle Financial is coming up next. Again, Al Smith will be with us tomorrow from 2 to 2.30 right here on KLZ on his own show. Anything you need prior to that, though, just go to klzradio.com. Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement. By understanding what you're going to spend your time doing, Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you. By tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you, have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, you can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC-registered advisor. All right, Caner Home Transitions, as I say, anything real estate-wise, give the gals a call. They would love to help you out. Catherine and Robin, they are your uh, two-for-one, if you would, two realtors for the price of one, 720-437-8210, or find them at knrhometransitions.com. You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against. Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition. As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K&R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations. Get two experts for the price of one and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. All right, for those of you that have thought about doing homeschooling, whether you're a parent or a grandparent, we've got the answer. Colorado Heritage Education School System. Chess, for short, 30-plus years of experience of coming alongside homeschooling families. They've got a brick-and-mortar school as well, K-12, through whether you need, uh, you know, it's a la carte, whether you need just a couple of classes that they can help you with or you want to do it all yourself, you name it, they can assist you in every area. Go to coloradoheritage.org. Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, CHESS, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. CHESS offers a variety of classes from K-12 through to supplement your home curriculum, all of which are taught from a conservative, biblical perspective. 
Colorado Heritage respects your conservative Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. Chess teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. Chess offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join Chess where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal. Extreme Auto Repair is up next, folks. Again, anything your vehicle needs, they'll help you full bumper to bumper. KLZradio.com, 303-841-1071. Winter is brutally hard on your vehicle. Extreme driving conditions happen every winter, and from maintenance to emergency repairs, you need a shop that you can count on. Colorado winters are hard on all the components of your car, especially with the fluctuating temperatures. So you want an expert diagnosing your vehicle. Extreme Auto has six master mechanics all dedicated to properly evaluating any issues and getting your vehicle repaired correctly, quickly, and without anything you do not need. They also offer their customers both towing services and free loaner options, so you always have a vehicle to use and a way to get around. Whether you need regular maintenance or have an urgent need, you can trust Extreme Auto to get you back on the road. For the right maintenance and repairs to prevent serious issues with your vehicle, call Extreme Auto Repair this winter for service that you can rely on at klzradio.com slash extreme. Set up an appointment today. Call 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, after listening to the press secretary, I was actually going to play the uh, world peace from, um, (laughs) you know, Miss America, uh, or sorry, Miss Teen USA 2007. We didn't have a chance to do that, but maybe tomorrow I will. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Because uh, it sort of goes along with how our press secretary talks. Really, and I'm I, I'm sorry to be mean. I'm not being you know political no, here. Not. She is the worst I've ever seen. You are correct, Andy. You are correct. All right, tomorrow Health and Wellness Wednesday. We've got a lot in store. Tune in. Don't forget the first hour replays next. And if you feel like watching, I'll probably recap a little bit tomorrow. But if you feel like watching, State of the Union starts at seven o'clock tonight with Uncle Joe. Have a great evening. Rush to Reason Denver's afternoon rush KLZ five sixty.